winner by split decision. All right, here we go, ladies and gents, back again for another episode of Split Decision UK. It's a lovely Sunday afternoon. Matt Clark joined over Skype. How are you? Hello, mate. You right? Yeah, all good. You been up to much this weekend? Have I been up to much? No, I've quit drinking. You quit full-time? Called it a day? Full-time. Full-time. It's over. I've left my uh, drinking gloves in the octagon. (laughs) You're like Michael Bisping. You're taking that route. Well, I'm announcing it on the podcast (laughs) as opposed to actually having a retirement drink. Yes, yeah, it. So, I, I, last week just completely took it out of me. I did three out of four nights or whatever it was, and I just uh, I thought it's, it's time. It is. It is time. It is time. So I've done absolutely nothing. I mean, I'm <laughs> sure I'll, I'll get back to it in a couple of weeks. But <laughs> yeah, that's it. Once you get bored. Yes, yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's just what it's about. Then when you don't drink, just doing nothing. <laughs> but I've been watching the fights and stuff. But what have you been up to? Yep, not a lot. I'm going to see Rocket Man later. Old Elton. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. Ah, oh, that looks quality. He's got some bangers, man. Yeah, exactly. Soundtrack's going to be uh, off the charts. What uh, what ones do you like best? Uh, Rocket Man itself. You're on the spot. Is that Rocket Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Any more? Uh, not like I can think of. Or are you just an exclusive Rocket Man fan? <laughs> of his hits? None the, of the other. That's the only one I listen to. <laughs> uh, that'd be good. That'd be good. You're showing your age a bit, but yeah. Anyway, more important business. USC 238 pay-per-view event. In Chicago, and I have to say, this is one of the best cards I've seen for a long, long, long time. On paper, it was stacked, but actually sitting there and watching it, it, it paid off fully. Pretty much every fight was a banger, every fight was a scrap, more or less. Might as well start with the main event. Probably the most annoying man in MMA at the moment. He's only gone and done it. Henry Cejudo is taking that vacant bantamweight belt, and he he took it with a bang as well. Yeah, you, you nailed it there. One of the most annoying men in MMA, but uh, you've got to hand it to him, haven't you? That's so Dumb. impressive, that was, yeah. Especially oh, coming off oh, after that, that first. Round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you couldn't see any other winner after that first round, just getting peppered, battered by Mariah's. And he, I thought this is a matter of time. And then second round, he just sort of changed his game plan um, and it just worked wonders for him. And then in the third round, Mariah's looked absolutely Gone. Eight gone by then. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you got to hand it to him. What a, what a finish. What a, what an achievement, really. What a performance. Like you say, to turn that round in the second half, and he, it was just relentless, and he almost just turned it into a brawl and closed that space. And Marias just could not get at him at all. His kicks. There was no room for him to kick, and I think on the on sort of on the feet with the hands, rather surprisingly, Sahudo looked to have a little bit of a, an advantage with the hands, and and definitely with his his power, he was definitely hurting Marais and he felt them no doubt yeah I mean what, what was that sort of like technical change between one and two it, it was like it seemed quite subtle but it seemed to work Did yeah I clock it at all no I don't think I, I don't think I'm knowledgeable enough to actually even notice yeah, what same. it was really it was maybe more pressure a higher pace uh yeah I don't really know he sort of just shut down the distance would be my best guess but I'm sure there'll be plenty of people who can elaborate on that, yeah. on that. but yeah I mean, it was that's sort of world class isn't it when you can make that little subtle change that no one even really notices apart from like the experts yeah I think I'm showing my ignorance a bit but uh, yeah I can't really tell what it was perhaps it was the pressure maybe like you say he was just getting in his face a bit more sounding so amateur now but as fans we just like you say we can't see the subtle differences that the athletes make and to make and for it to have such a 
massive effect and changed the fight in the way it did. Just shows his class, really. And I was, I was gutted for Marais, to be honest, because, like you say, Cejudo's not the most likeable, but and Marais, on the other hand, is he's sort of well-mannered and just... Especially when down. when they had their face-offs and uh, Cejudo came in like dressed like some yeah, sort of exactly. magician and he started pulling whatever he was pulling out of a out of a hat and Marais is having to stand there and just deal with it like this is his big moment and it's sort of been turned into like a, a comedy show so he just proper pulling for Marais to pull it off comes out as an excellent first round you're thinking all oh, right here we go one of the nicest men in the sport as well Marlon but yeah the, the bastard that is Cejudo he showed why he is sort of well I mean, he, he was going after that pound-for-pound pound ranking, wasn't he? That, that's what he was talking about for this fight. And without a doubt, he's right up there in the pound-for-pound pound in, in the whole of the sport, as it is at the moment. We can't argue that, but with regards to his personality and all them things, it's all he's just hamming it up, and he, I think he's being very clever with it, always thinking, that I'm, to get noticed here, I'm going to have to do something... I think it's working. ...to get noticed, and that is it, isn't it? It's like the Mayweather effect, the yeah. McGregor effect, the Colby Covington to an extent. And he's just... He could, he, self-proclaimed king of cringe and he's just <laughs> working for no him. idea what he's going to be like next time out what he's going to pull up uh, out of his sleeve next time because he's just unbearable but he's you're definitely going to tune in aren't you and I think lots of people are definitely exactly you're going to tune in to see him get knocked out but Josh Koscheck back in the day it's just one of those things and someone you love to hate so you can't, you can't argue with it it's getting him uh, talked about and but it's not like he can't back it up either which we saw yesterday exactly and exactly. Sp- Speaking of getting Speaking. knocked out, poor old Chester Karai up against Valentina Shevchenko. We've had some we've had some nasty KOs in recent weeks, and this one was up there with a lot head kick KO in the second round. Out cold Chester Karai on the ground, convulsing, shaking. I mean, I was worried she looked in a bad way. Shevchenko is just an absolute killer. Thank thank God Shevchenko had the foresight to not follow up with one more oh mate that could have been Honestly, disastrous it could have been that could have been it mate it really could have done that was one one of the what we said last week Jimmy Manuel that one of the worst ones we've ever seen I think this was worse I think so I think it was and it's just, she set it up similar to how Rakic set it up last week as well she was going for the body shots with the body kicks so kicks to the liver and obviously they, they hurt she landed some big boys in there and then once you start to do that and the fight goes on, Jessica Rice, she ain't going to be able to take them forever. So when she sees that leg's coming, she drops her hands to bog, block that shot to the body and it goes right over the top, shin to forehead or whatever it was, sort of round the side of the forehead temple, completely shut her off. I mean, I do not, obviously I'm not going to, but I do not want to be facing Shevchenko next because she's looking unstoppable it's, at the moment. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a complete non-starter for more than one reason, Joe. <laughs> There is at um, least three reasons I can think of right now why I couldn't fight in that division. <laughs> uh, shin to the dome, as the lad said. Oh, it was, mate. Shin to the dome. Nasty, nasty work. It, it looked pretty routine, though. Uh, all, all due respect. I'm so glad she's all right, Jessica. I was, she seemed to, she got up okay and stuff. But um, it just seemed very routine for Shevchenko. Oh, no yeah. one's dethroning her anytime soon. Nah, absolutely devastating, that was. Well, she was, what, 14 to 1 on, didn't we say? It was, yeah. And yeah, and it looked that, that and if that not more, was probably why. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just cry. Yeah, just had nothing for her. Unfortunately, even in the grappling exchanges on the ground, just had absolutely nothing for her. And yeah, like you say, she's okay. So yeah, it's all good on that front. What was uh, it? Was, it was weird. The uh, the other sort of 
the third fight of the it's like a free main event card, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, huge. Cerrone Tony got all the main event treatment as well in the pre-fight theatrics. Did it, you clock that? It did, yeah. It's a strange one. They don't do that ever. I don't really think. Nah, I haven't seen that. It just shows you, doesn't it? Like the sort of the magnitude of this fight and it the was people's main event, as you called we, it last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, we called it the people's main event, and it it lived up to expectations in my eyes. I was pumped for this. This one where I was standing, I was just pacing the room. You know, it's before the fight couldn't sit still I was excited for it and it delivered I thought it was amazing and I, you could feel the anticipation from the crowd you could feel it you could hear it they were off their seats much much like you were from the first bell and it was just a intense kind of uh, just completely drew you in and it was a high level high quality fight just no one running no one's taken a step backwards obviously it's a shame it's a bit anticlimactic Cowboy just had to blow his nose in that moment and who can blame him? He's a vet, so I'm sure it was pretty bad. But it was a shame that ended. But I think in terms of Tony winning... Think, it wouldn't have made a difference. No, I don't think it would have. I think he would have won that fight anyway, unless he somehow got knocked out. But we, we, we've never seen that, really. So I think Tony was going to win that anyway. And I think he probably did win the first two rounds. Um, I mean, if you look at Cowboy's face, that tells a story, doesn't it? But it was a big shame the way it ended. But yeah, I don't think anyone loses any face from this. And I think we get to see Tony now, hopefully, finally face Khabib or Poirier, who, whatever the case may be. And Cowboy probably goes off and gets a Connor fight or something like that. I mean, saying that, he'll probably have another fight against someone else in three weeks' time in like China or something. But <laughs> at least, it, you know, it's never it's, the door is never shut for Cowboy. Nah, yeah, that's probably. I like the matchmaking there, and they were talking. He was saying there yeah, we can run it back or whatever, but I don't, really don't see the point. No. Yes, it was an anticlimactic ending, but I could only see it going one way. Uh, disappointing, of course, but yeah, I, I don't really want to. It'd be an exciting fight to see that for over five rounds, but like you said last week, Tony needs to get a move on with his run to the title. He's thirty-five now. He can't be sort of holding up his sort of run to the title by having a fight with Cerrone that won't really sort of um sort of put him into title contention any more so than he already is so well he's right think, there isn't he he's he's yeah. on, on that doorstep What's, waiting to get let get in it's not like Cerrone won the first two rounds and then his eye blew no no he, he lost both yeah. didn't he yeah the first one's um it was up in the air I thought but Tony's just battered him in the second round and he only and he didn't look like slowing down so I think Tony definitely should move on to a title shot uh what, what did you make of the punch after the bell I'm interested to see what you thought of that Oh, it was well late. It was blatant as anything. The bell went and the ref pretty much stepped in and said break. So it was well late. I don't really know what Tony was thinking. Was it per on purpose? Yeah, I'm not overly fussed by it. I think it's probably one of those things. I mean, it's a, it was an all-out brawl at that point and they were just both swinging. It was well late, but perhaps he just was so in the moment he didn't really notice. I don't know why. Do you, is it a bit more controversial for you? No, no, I, I thought it was... I've got a bit of sympathy for him, I think, that's all. I yeah. think uh, it, it was just finishing off a combo, I thought, and it wasn't as... When I watched it a couple of times, it wasn't as late as I initially thought. I don't know, I was just interested to see your point of view. It was it was at the end of a combination, and he's trained that much, these combinations. It's impossible to stop like the last shot of the combination just because of the bell. Uh, I, th- I just thought he got uh, got a bit of slack from the uh, the judges there. He did, yeah. The judge, yeah, the, and the and the com the commentators, I guess you're saying they weren't. Oh, the ju- yeah, sorry, the, the commentators. Yeah, they weren't. Uh, they were they were quite harsh on him, but it's a talking point. They're there in the moment, so fair enough. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, no. I don't think anyone's going to hold that against him. 
Nah, nah, but the crowd were on his case from the, the get-go as well. They're very pro Cerrone. Yeah, that's it. They were massively and, behind Cowboy from the start, anyway, weren't they? So anything that you know was going to reinforce that, they were all over it. So you reckon a title shot for him then, and then Cerrone and McGregor? That makes sense to me. Yeah, it it, it makes sense. It won't be Cerrone McGregor though, because McGregor's not going to be ready to fight in three or four weeks. So, <laughs> so Cerrone, we Cerrone will have another fight against some random person announced within the next few weeks no doubt it's just going to happen isn't it yeah probably the cagey one's there as well for any sadist who wants to get yeah, in there with that yeah. fella but uh, yeah hopefully a bit more clarity in a few months time but you never know with cowboy like you say alright so we've got a new bantamweight champ so should we move on to the, the bantamweight fights that we had on this card the sort of the uh, little contender tournament we had going on which one do you want to start with? There was, I thought the sort of standing in the in the cards was quite odd. Yeah, I thought yeah, they the were the wrong way round. Yeah, definitely. They were, weren't they? I guess maybe they just want to put that showcase on the free-to-air card. I don't know. but Yes, I don't know. But I think I think we'll start with Jan Rivera because I think that the, the, the other fight actually was more consequential. I think it was more impressive performances. So if we start with uh, Peter Jan or Piotra, as they keep saying now, against Jimmy Rivera. Yan came away with a win, unanimous decision, 229-28 and a 30-27 in there. I think that was pretty pretty fair. I think Rivera came out looking a little bit sharper in the first round, and then Yan dropped him at the end of the round. And then similar, Rivera looked good again in the second round. Yan dropped him right at the end there. And then in the third round, Yan kind of started to dominate a bit more. But I think, I think you know, the winner of this fight and the winner of the other fight on the card... You could say one of them was going to go and then fight better Cejudo now for the title. I think even though Yan did look impressive and this was his biggest win to date against his toughest opponent and he didn't really cause him too many problems, I don't think it was as impressive as I might have hoped for considering what the next fight might have been for him. Yeah, I think it'd be... First off, I thought that was probably fighting the night, really. Um, that or Cerrone Tony. I thought it was quality back and forth. Rivera, I thought, looked good. I thought he looked really good. Yeah, really, really good. Uh, chin is there again. So I thought plenty of good signs from Rivera. Yeah, and he was he was fucking up uh, Peter Yan's leg. Um, it was really good fight. I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know how you can give Yan a title shot off the back of it, though. Like no, you say, I mean, Aljo in the other fight, we'll get to it in, in a second, he beat Rivera as well. So you can't really sort of... It doesn't work like that, I don't think. Um, obviously, they... There's no logic to their uh, title title shots for these contenders at the UFC, but that just doesn't really make too much sense. I think he needs at least one more. Um, but at 26 or whatever he is, he's a very good prospect. I was very impressed with him. Got a chin on him and all. Yeah, he has. He's, he's, he's got sort of a weird little style. He's quite long and rangy in that division. His arms are, seem ridiculously long, so he, he can throw shots from any angle. He's got a brilliant engine. I don't think he looked tired once took everything Jimmy threw in without too much trouble and Jimmy's a big puncher so that's another sort of notch on on Yan's armoury as well there uh, yeah like I say good performance brilliant fight uh, both men sort of brought it it was an important fight for both of them definitely disappointing for Rivera who I am a big fan of and you know he won 20 straight fights and I think now he's lost 3 out of 4 so he's hit a little bit of a rough patch and it's He's just not getting the rubber to green at the moment. It was a very impressive performance. He looked very sharp, but I don't know. It's just one of those ones. But yeah, for Yan, 
was was a good performance, but maybe not a title shot next. I think we could be looking at the, the previous fight, which was on the prelims. You had Aljamain Sterling and Pedro Munoz, as you just mentioned there. Aljo came out on top, so perhaps Jan might have to fight Munoz. That might make, make more sense, because I think Sterling probably deserves the title shot himself after that performance uh, against Munoz. Yeah, it looked really impressive, didn't they? Creative, yeah, striking, un- like unorthodox striking. Good fight as well. Munoz is never going to go away. He was like the Jan Rivera fight. Munoz was absolutely battering Aljo's legs. Um, but he come out on top. Yeah, brilliant performance. Definitely deserves the title shot. Whether he gets it, though, is another thing. I mean, do you think he's going to get it? Possibly. I mean, he, he called out Sean Shelby, didn't he, after that, for that, that bonus in his sort of post-fight speech. I don't think they really like that if they if they have a choice. I don't know if that was the wisest move from him, sort of trying to antagonise the bosses. But I think he deserves it. I mean, who do you think might slip in above him? Well, I, I definitely think he deserves it. But um, I'm just going off who Cejudo was calling out in his post-fight interview as well. He called out Uriah Faber, Cody Garbrandt and Dominic Cruz. Yeah. Which none makes sense. I mean, Cody Garbrandt's lost his last three. Exactly. Just lost to Munoz, who's now just lost to Aljo. You can't give it to Garbrandt, can you? Not that rules him out already. (laughs) Uriah Faber's been retired for two, three years or whatever. And I think he might lose to Ricky Simon. Ricky Simon. Power of the mullet. We'll see him through. Exactly that. Exactly that. And uh, who's the other fella? Cruz. He ain't fought since he lost to Cody Garbrandt. No, he's not fighting any time soon, is he? It's ridiculous. So, yeah, I think Cejudo thinks it's uh, 2014. <laughs> so, so, he must have taken a whack or two before yeah, that my interview. But, I, yeah, uh, you can't be calling out people like that. He's just completely shitting on, one, the flyweight division and the true contenders in the division of the title. He's just won. So he needs to actually defend that title before he starts moving off to 145 or fighting these older timers. So... But with regards to Al Jay, looks absolutely unbelievable. Big shout out to Sarah and Longo. It's just always entertaining him too. Definitely, so definitely. Sarah just shouting out, you motherfucker, and stuff. <laughs> yeah. and it's thick, like in a complimentary manner. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I could listen to them all day long. Rogan says they need a reality show and it needs to happen. Yeah, but as you mentioned, absolutely outstanding performance from Aljo. That's the best he's ever looked, and he's getting... He really did look good, didn't he? Yeah, he's getting better at an alarming rate every sort of fight-to-fight if you watch his progress at the moment. So hopefully he gets a shot at Cejudo, and hopefully he beats him as well. Bantamweight's fun, isn't it? Oh, it's brilliant at the moment. It might be might be the best division, especially when you look further down the roster and you've got all these British lads coming through as well. They're going to throw their name into the mix, and they've got a good real real good shot of sort of getting their own uh, title shots and taking the belt themselves it's just absolutely on fire at the moment yes yeah, so you got like Sanhagen and Asunsal yes. fighting and you got Faber coming back to fight Simon obviously Nathaniel Wood in there Brett John's in there we'll get to it later but Jack Shaw is with the UFC now so that's another exciting prospect in there ah oh, it's quality I love it so where do you want to go next you want to briefly mention the heavyweights on this one yeah we'll, we'll throw them in there this was, this was again fun, another brilliant fight. Like I said at the, at the top of the show, one of the best cards I've seen in a long, long time. And Taito Avassa and your boy Blagoy Ivanov just absolutely lit the uh, lit the uh, flame to to start this card off. What a brilliant fight in the heavyweight division! Uh, Blagoy came out with a win against against all odds, really against all kind of predictions. He got a, a, a pretty impressive uh, win, I thought, against Tuivasa, who's young, but got a lot of talent so he came out with 29-28 and 30-27 times 2 unanimous decision for Bogoy 
I didn't see this one coming personally. I thought two of Asa was going to punch a hole in his head. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a tricky fight, but I did think two of Asa would win. But it was the right decision, wasn't it? I, I thought even it was. Off, it was. Sort of caused the most damage. Yeah, it was just a brawl, basically, which we all like to see. It's a nice opener for a main card. Big, two big lads brawling out. And uh, two of Asa's entrance music, Everything I Do, by Brian Adams as well, sort of. Added a little spice to the occasion, <laughs> so I thought, yeah, it was all all around a good little good little tear up. I don't know where two of Asa goes from here. He has to go back to the drawing board, won't he? Yeah, it's a shame he'll, he'll have to fight outside the top fifteen again now. But he's only young; he's got he's got time, plenty of time. So I think, yeah, keep making improvements. I think we'll see him again. But for yeah, even off, brilliant win for him, and he's going to he's thrown himself into the top ten now. So yeah, fair play to him, good performance. No, oh, yeah, big hairy lad. No one's going to want to fight him. He just looks, yeah. I don't know where he goes. Though. I can't really see him making a true run at it. Can you? No, not not really. Might be a disrespect for a bit there. So what else? Tatiana Suarez. She'll be. She'll have the belt in her hands in no time. We would have thought. She got a very very comfortable win over Nina Ansarov, who had Amanda Nunes in her corner. I mean, there's 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 not too much to say about this. I think Suarez did what we all expected her to do. Her wrestling is a, a, a level above pretty much everyone in that division or at least everyone she's fought so far. So fight played out the way you want it to. I thought the, the, the most interesting sort of takeaway from the fight was was how kind of, not exposed, but Suarez looked a little bit vulnerable on her feet, I thought, and Ansel managed to keep it standing for a small portion of the fight. She just didn't have quite enough in her arsenal to, to, to make the most of it, I felt. But I think as impressive as Suarez looked, she kind of did it at, with ease, as I said. There are definitely some some holes there that she's going to have to work on because she's, she's right up there with the best of the best now after this win. And I think, I think she's, uh, she's not un, unbeatable. No, you said sort of a comfortable victory. I thought third round was anything but, to be honest, I think she looked a bit tired and rough. Really could have sort of, if she stepped on it a bit, could have caused her even more trouble, I think. But it's easy for me to say, I haven't just been laid on for two rounds and getting beaten up. So, but Ansaroff, yeah, I thought, Quite unlucky, and I thought she was quite impressive in her defence as well in in the first two rounds. But Suarez, like you say, has got some holes, I suppose you could call them. Um, it's it's kind of like Khabib, we sort of like nitpick at the smallest sort of uh, yeah, yeah, it's a bit hard. Chink in her armour as opposed to like a glaring hole. It's just that we're trying to find something that's that she's not good at. But like you say, I think she's definitely got a title shot next. I mean, Ansaroff beat Gadea and Suarez sort of beat her with ease. So I think she's definitely up next for Andrade. Who, who she's going to cause her multiple problems, but Andrade can grapple, man, and she can she can bang as well. So it will be a true test. And I think Suarez needed this. She needed to go through a bit of adversity for once to see what it's like to go through all three rounds. And yeah, it, it could probably work out well in the long run for her. Yeah, and I think the yeah. Andrade fight is yeah. definitely an interesting fight because, like you say, Andrade's got good grappling as well, and she's strong beyond belief, and she's got so much power in her hands as well. She can. She can knock people dead in in that women's division. So, I mean, after after seeing Suarez, like you say, maybe maybe we are just picking holes in in an almost not flawless but a very impressive performance. We're just trying to clutch in the straws, maybe. But yeah, I mean, she's going to have to be careful against Andrade, definitely, because as we've seen before, if Andrade connects with you flush, you're, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, I think yeah, it's just that third round. She definitely looked like. It gave the rest of the division hope, I think, is what it's probably done, rather than it's like a glaring hole. But 
yeah, that'll be a great fight. I mean, what's your first thoughts on it? Are you still confident Suarez is going to hold the belt? Yeah, I mean, at the end it, of the year, oh, I think really it's a little bit soon. I think she could do with an, a, another fight, one more slight step up in class. But I don't think she's got that time. I don't think there they are. There are the ladies there to sort of give her that there, time. Is there? No. That's, that's it. So um, I don't. I think she Unless can. Joanna do. wants to come back or something yeah. for um, Eliminator. I mean, I think she could do it. I think I still think Rose is the best in that division. To be honest, she got a bit complacent. I felt in in that Andrade fight and got finished. If we look at that Andrade Suarez, I, I think it's tough to call at the moment. I, I I wouldn't say I'm I'm as confident in Suarez as I maybe was before. Yeah, but I I, I I've got to agree. I think Rose is it's just her mental space, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing that's sort of stopping her coming back because she absolutely battered Andrade. I thought. You can't. It, it was a bit of a fluke, let's be honest. I yeah, I think it was. And Rose just got a little bit comfortable there with that Kimura grip, and she won't next time. Yeah, but that, I, I think Suarez has got a fight for the title next. There's nothing really else there. Yeah, that, nothing more to say on that from my perspective, unless you you have Joe. No, no. Bit of a treacle. Cool, no. So got a couple more. Give some brief mentions too. Uh, Calvin Qatar opened up the prelims against Ricardo Lamos, Lamas. Lamas been around forever. He's kind of a little bit of a benchmark, if you like, in there. And Qatar kind of, yeah, first round TKO. Hit him with a 1-2, dropped him, finished him with a ground and pound. Looked impressive, Qatar. And I think uh, this will probably move him into the top 10. So keep an eye out for him going forward. Got very impressive striking. Did you clock when Joe Rogan said his hands are good and then knocked him out straight away? Yeah, with his hands. perfect timing, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, DC called him jo- Joe Stradamus. Joe Stradamus. <laughs> no, I missed that bit, but... <laughs> I thought it was extremely clever. Love was that, that Joe Stradamus, man? <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst DC impression ever. Yeah, that wasn't, wasn't, wasn't one of your best. You've, you've had some good impressions on here in recent weeks, but let, you've let yeah, everyone I, down I, I, I've let myself down more than anyone else. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Joe Stradamus, I thought that was very, very good. Where else was there? A good fight, Joe. Is there any others on the undercard? So we've got some British interest. These were on the early, early prelims, I believe. Do you want to run through those? Uh, Jojo lost. Shame, wasn't decision. it? Yeah, this was maybe a title eliminator, this one as well. Yeah, I, I think she's probably looked at that uh, co-main event and thought, thank fuck I didn't win that <laughs> fight. Yeah. Um, big dentist, Darren Stewart, he got the win against uh, Bevon Lewis. Yeah. He won a decision. Great um, win. I'll, it was a very good win, a well-deserved win. There was only one fighter sort of looking to fight there. Uh, Lewis had Stewart up against the cage for the majority of his offence. And uh, Stewart's grappling showing great improvement. Didn't get taken down. Sort of every time he could sort of break away, he could, and he was landing good shots. Elbows in the clinch and punches at range. So, yeah, he looked really good. I thought Stewart, he's really come into his own last couple of fights. So, um, yeah, impressive win for uh, the dentist. And he's broken our streak of uh, backing English fighters to win. That's it. So we're not a complete not bad luck charm. We're not complete drakes. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that sort of wraps up the British interest. I think that was it with regards to fights. I, I mean, there was Grasso Carolina it. as well. Good yeah. fight. But, oh, yeah, you, you loved this card, didn't you, Joe? <laughs> I did. On paper, it was a really good one. And, but they don't always deliver. But this one did. Yeah, definitely. I'll text you saying that might be one of the best main cards I've ever seen. And, a couple of hours later, I stand by that. I think every single fight just brought it. You yeah. weren't just in the heat of the moment. You've, you've let it settle and no, you still it. believe in the best card. The undercard as well. 
yeah, even the undercard, even the early prelims, not not as many sort of uh, knockouts and stuff, but great fights and great performances. Yeah, no, I was very impressed. And Enjoyed I it s- very much. I have to say, well, on our uh, predictions, we made we made nine <laughs> picks each this week. You got four out that, of nine. As many as nine, eh? Yeah, you got four out of nine. That's poor. I got six, six out of nine. Not too bad. So that means yeah. I take a three-two lead now in our uh, little competition we've got going with the forfeit yet to be decided. So is this going to be a sort of the end of the year sort of thing? Yeah, I reckon so. so Might as well go for the we, year. We, we need to come up with a hard set of rules here. We do, we do, and um, hopefully I take a nice, nice lead over the next few weeks, so I can start to propose a really bad forfeit for you. Well, I've got. Um... We've got a week off, haven't we, of fighting so I can compose myself and dust myself back up. So I've got time to sort of recompose and uh, get at it in two weeks' time. But talking about pay-per-views, this was a bad time for UK fans to get um, to get a good pay-per-view, really, because uh, and now they're going to be costing us money. So what I mean by that is BT Sport apparently are going to make us sort of pay for the, uh, the numbered cards in the UK on BT Sport. What do you make of that, son? Yeah, well, I don't think it's going to be every card, as far as I'm aware. No, yeah, that's what I read. It's it was going like to be some pay-per-views. But that's bullshit, because that's not very sort of black and white, is it? You that, need to know what ones they're going to be, because they'll just end up doing it for all of them. I bet your life they will. What do you think? That's What I mean is by this being a good card, it's like if it was a shit card, that would have been terrible for them to release news that they're going to have to make us pay for them because people would have definitely sacked it off but because that was a good one last night people are going to be sort of oh, I'm going to have to do it now so yeah, I know what you mean that's working in favour in that regard but yeah I think it's uh, it's terrible news a dark day I don't and it is terrible but I don't think they will start doing it at every card because if I'm being honest I don't think many people are going to buy it because it happens at 4 o'clock in the morning and I mean you know most people aren't going to pay and then stay up till four o'clock in the morning. I don't think. Obviously, the hardcores will, but I think what's been great about BT Sport is it's just it's just there for everyone to watch. And maybe you mm. only want to watch one card, or maybe you only like one fighter, so you can just tune in and you can see them for free whenever they're on, provided you've got BT Sport. That is so. I mean, I I don't think it, they're going to do too well in sales. I think, I, yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to make make too many of these cards pay-per-view in Britain because I don't think we're going to really abide by it because you could pay 20 quid and maybe you can record it but then then you've got to wake up watch it the next morning and then you might have seen all the results by then and then so all the anticipation has gone so I think having to pay for the 20 quid or whatever it is for the cards is going to leave a little bit of a sour sour taste in the mouth I am disappointed Uh, as I stand at the moment I don't know I don't know whether I am going to to buy them I think depending on the card I think USC 239, that's going to be the first one. I think it's going to be difficult not to pay for that. Yeah, that's a monster card, isn't it? It is. But out I of think principle, they'll lose I don't want subscriptions. To. You don't want to pay for it? No, out of principle, I don't want to. Mm. I know a guy. Yeah? Yeah. You'll all be right. all right. We'll have to talk after the show. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a bit cheeky, I think. Yeah, it's definitely. Any, any way to get some... Uh, money out of coffers they're just trying to trouser an extra fucking bit of money aren't they mugs <laughs> yeah but yeah I don't know it's just it's just not feasible for me but you know when you record it on pay-per-view does that can you record it or is it just on the replays do you uh, know I don't know I don't know I'm going to have to do some research because 
It's definitely thrown a spanner in the works. I've been, we've been in a nice little routine with PT Sport for two or three years now, and it's uh, it's all gone out the window. I'm, I'm afraid. Yeah, that that is the thing, though, isn't it? We've had it easy for bloody ten years with uh, different sort of networks and stuff, not having to pay for any. So uh, maybe it's maybe it's time. Really, the sport's big enough now, and it. Uh, I think it'll only be for like Jones, McGregor, Khabib. But when they start doing it for numbered cards, uh, headlined by, I don't know, Usman. I don't know. Like, yeah, like fights that aren't really sort of mainstream. Yeah, that's when you know we're in trouble. Yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Eh? All right. So moving away from that, we do have a couple of fight announcements. First up, one of our favourites, Aspen Lad. She's got a nice win uh, the other week up against Jermaine Durandamy, which is interesting because you made a good point after Aspen Lad's last fight. She definitely does have a little bit of work to do with her, with her boxing and with, with her stand-up striking because on the ground she's pretty dominant. Her wrestling is, is, yeah, is, is great and her sort of ground and pound is vicious, but she does have a little bit of work to do on the feet with her hands and sort of straight smack bang after you said that. They make a fight against Jermaine Durandamy, so we're definitely going to find out what she's up to in this one. Yeah, she knocked out a fella, didn't she, once? In kickboxing, I think. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, I've seen a video. So uh, she's definitely going to have to sort it out, lad. Um, but it's a really interesting matchup, I think. Um, has the randomly even been around for the last few months? Has she had fights recently? I, I don't remember her fighting. I, I probably missed it. But Yeah, I haven't seen a fight for a little while. Regardless of that, former featherweight champion who was uh, stripped sort of infamously. Big test for Lad. If she can get through this one, it will certainly show she can uh, compete with the best. Because the randomly, despite getting called out for sort of ducking Cyborg, which was just criticism, I, I feel. Um, if she can beat her, she's still world class. So if, if Lad can get past uh, the randomly, it would certainly throw her into the mix at ban- the top of the bantamweights. Yeah, definitely. And, and another cracking fight announcement we've, we've had in the lightweight division. Uh, James Vick, big, huge James Vick. Up against Dan Hooker, so this is going to be uh, an all-out war, I would suggest. I mean, we saw Dan Hooker against uh, Barboza, I believe it was last time out, just took an absolute beating and would not go anywhere. And I think up against James Vick, he needs to turn his little run of form around himself as well. So I think I think there's a lot of the line here, and I think this is going to be another outstanding fight in an outstanding division with the lightweights. Yeah. When is this one? Do we know? No, you know, you know I'm not the best with dates, Matthew, but I don't think we're going to have to wait too long. Yeah, that's a good one, that is. Vic's uh, lost two on a bounce now, he? so he needs to bounce back. And Hooker as well lost his last one, like you say, to Barboza. That's a, that's a fire fight for me. That's a great one. Yeah, it's just, it's still at lightweight. Vic's still cutting down to lightweight. It's madness. Good lord. Just move up, mate. He starts, <laughs> what's it, what is he, 6'3", six, six, something like that? Yeah, if not more. He's an absolute crazy. lump. And he is, ah, mate. Yeah. Move up. But it's a good fight, all the same. All right, so... Let's move on to some sad news. This actually came out last week. We did our pod last uh, Monday, and I think a day or two later, this news came out. So we are a little bit, little bit behind, but we got to give him a mention. The, the legend that is Big Jimmy Manua. He's hung up his gloves. He's retired from MMA after an, out, an outstanding career. He kind of just turned to MMA late, late in his life, and it sort of helped to change his life essentially and put him on the right track. And he went on to become an excellent fighter who's known all around the world, and he's put on some amazing performances and I think ultimately after his last couple of results he's called it a day at the right time so it's a shame to see him go but it's also I think a good decision and uh, yeah we only wish him all the best for the future I think yeah I echo your sentiments Joe we said last week innit like we don't want to tell someone to retire but it, it, 
definitely the best option for him and the, he's put so much into the sport from the UK MMA's perspective and in the UFC he's done himself proud got some massive wins he's main evented London a couple of times he's one of, one of the best to come out of London and the UK so all the best to his future I mean we, we didn't really want to see him fight again purely from the fact that he's, he's taken too much damage over the last few fights and uh, I think it was the right time to, co- to call it a day but happy retirement so on some maybe a slightly happier note, some good news after that. I mean, not that that was too sad, but Jack Shaw, the uh, Cage Warriors bantamweight champ, undefeated from uh, Wales, looked an absolute tank, absolute machine, destroyed pretty much everyone that's put in front of him. He's finally, he's penned that contract with the USC. I think the timing's good. Uh, I think he's he's got sort of a nice amount of experience under his belt now, defended the belt as well. So that's sort of something a different nice little experience for him to experience um so yeah great to see jack shaw finally get this call up yeah it was time wasn't it yeah he was he'd got his uh experience in in cage warriors he was beating some good fighters he was sort of getting tested in certain areas in his last fight he was getting tested in the stand-up then overcome that so yeah it's certainly a great addition to the ufc roster bantam weights man Bantamweights again. That's it. It's just been thrown into an absolute sort of fire division, hasn't he? In there, it's just, it's just all going off. It's all going off. I mean, I think it's certainly the, a good catalyst for getting the UFC to Wales as well. I mean, they've been to Scotland, England, Ireland, and uh, he might be the man to drag him to Wales. I reckon so. Yeah, I reckon you're probably looking at a couple of wins, maybe two or three wins, and then they can think about putting one on in Wales when you've got. I mean, Jack Marshman's fighting. Uh, I think on 239 in a few weeks. So, yeah, he's, I think he's, so yeah. he's still hanging around in there. You've got Brett Johns. Uh, you've got Corey McKenna, who was on the show not too long ago. She might be looking to make a move sort of around the same time that the USC will be thinking of coming to Wales. So, great things on the horizon for Jack Shaw personally and the whole of Welsh MMA. Yeah, interesting to see who they get, uh, match him up with. Yeah, um, definitely. Like I say, there's so many. So many talented lads in there, so I mean, it's a really I, tricky division. I hope they don't just throw him in against like Nathaniel Wood or Brett Johns or something like that. I'd like to see them kept apart. Well, I can certainly see him fighting Nathaniel Wood in a fight or two. Yes. Really good. Yeah, further down the line, but for now, I'd like to see them all make their way to the top 10, top 15 separately uh, and then start to fight each other. I mean, obviously, that's because we're British and we want to see that takeover start to, start to happen and UFC don't really care about that too much. But yeah, from my point of view, and I'm sure yours as well, hopefully they can start to uh, to make their moves sort of uh, on their own and then meet later on, later down the line. Well, from a marketing standpoint, you don't want to match up two up-and-comers. You want to sort of build them off uh, older names uh, on separate roads and match them up sort of later down the road when they're both established rather than kill one one's hype off early. So I think it'd be good to separate them, like you say. So in a couple of years' time, have like a super fight in Britain or something like that rather than match them up now it doesn't really make too much sense for either of their careers so but yeah exciting addition Nathaniel Wood hasn't had a fight announced yet has he so that's got to be incoming soon yeah, everyone's matched up from as far as I can see yeah I would have thought that would have happened soon actually my prediction of Uriah Faber sort of fell on deaf ears he's fighting the mullet isn't he so my new, my new prediction's uh, Thomas Almeida you reckon so, you know. that'd be a tough one that yeah I see I see I was looking at the rankings it's like number 15 so I'm thinking maybe maybe that one, but yeah, we'll we'll keep our eyes open for that one. We shall see. So I know you're a, you're a massive fan. Uh, you watch it every single week. Uh, Dana White's <laughs> Contender Series on a Tuesday night or whatever it's called. 
and uh, you got a bit of news coming out of there for us. Well, yeah, it's been it's been sort of broke for for ages that Brendan Lothnane, who's California-based fighter, but he's from sort of up north. He was in the UFC, oh, must have been about seven, six, seven years ago. He had one fight there, I believe. He was coming off the the Tough Smashes series, Australia versus the UK, uh, where Whitaker won and Norman Park won. So he got to the semis on that, I think, and then he lost to Mike Wilkinson in the finale and then yet to be seen since in the UFC. He's had some incredible successes outside of the UFC. He's he's quality striker, brilliant, trains with uh, Dominic Cruz, Jeremy Stevens, fighters of that ilk, and um, he's getting a shot on the Dana White Contender Series. So I think that is on the first episode. I think it's the 18th of June. Um, so definitely look out for him, Joe. He's one, He's going to make a good mark, and uh, he's the next UK fighter who's going to be on the U- UFC roster. Nice one. I'll definitely keep my eyes peeled for that. I don't know how you watch it. I think it's on Fight Pass, which you don't have, and it's on like Tuesday nights, yeah. which is not <laughs> ideal. So Yeah, well, I did have Fight Pass, and then my account got hacked, and they nicked a load of money off me, so... I swore off it, but... I don't know what I shouldn't laugh, really. And it's not, it wasn't that funny at the time, surprisingly. <laughs> How much they nicked? Um, so they nicked, like, four or five pay-per-views. Which, oh, right, okay. So it's from abroad, and they they bought pay-per-views off your account. Okay, Basically, okay. yeah, so... I had my pants down a bit there, I'm afraid to say. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, never mind, Joe. Only money in it. Yes, it is, Matt. I, I am over it now. But anyway, I think I think that pretty much wraps up the news. Um, so we we do just have one last vital, uh, integral sort of part of the show that, that we need to do. Of course, it is, it is the Safoa, the Simon Safarov Award for outstanding achievement. This is the award that we give out every week, and I think it's becoming sort of a bit of a global phenomenon now. I think we've got we've got people out there they're really hankering after this award, and the, the trophy itself is just magnificent so uh, we've got a few contenders this week despite not too much going on obviously we celebrate the good and the bad here at Split Decision UK and you can win it either way last week we had the, 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 the newly crowned legend heavyweight champion of the world that is Andy Ruiz Jr he picked it up for shock in the world last week and I don't think anyone can really argue with that moving on to this week have you got uh, any nominations you'd like to throw at me Matthew yeah okay. I, have. I, I was going to give uh, BT a shout BT Sport, yeah, for not 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 for positive, I, w- I would suggest. Uh, yeah, it's just fully negative. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've just said it's only it's only money, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're making us pay for pay per views, like, as we mentioned uh, fifteen minutes ago. So I wanted to throw them into the hat. I mean, it's your turn to pick this week, but uh, I thought I'd give you a give you a little nudge. Yeah, I mean, that's my nomination. It's definitely terrible news and. On sort of that the bastard scale that we have here at Split Decision UK, they are kind of they're topping those higher marks on that sort of out of ten. They're up at a seven and seven or an eight for trying to make us pay for the the pay per view. So I think that's definitely a good shout. I mean, I think you could throw Jimmy Manuel in there as well, just to sort of uh, mark his outstanding career and his yeah. retirement. I think that's definitely worth a shout as well. No, I do. Yeah, it's sort of like a lifetime achievement award. Yeah, um, yeah. Sort of thing, yeah. No, that's a good shout. Obviously, you've got two of Asa with his Brian Adams walkout tune. I think that's uh, outstanding, without a doubt. I think if he would have won, that that would have sort of tipped over there for him this week. He would have definitely uh, picked up the Safoa. Uh, just fell short, though, unfortunately, for him. Um, Joe, who are you giving it to? So, this week, I mean, I think there's only really one contender. He, 
said earlier, he might be the most annoying man in MMA. He's really sort of carved out this niche character for himself that just seems to rub people up the wrong way to the extent that we're all sitting here and we're kind of hoping that he's going to lose. He's moving up in division. He's up against probably a bigger man, at least a longer man, taller man, a dangerous striker. He's winding us all up. He turns up at the the weigh-ins and the face-off. He's dressed like a magician, for God's sake. He just looks like a complete idiot. And he pulls whatever he pulls out of his hat. And he's corny as anything. I don't know if you saw the promos that he was putting out during the week. And he's got like a hired goon standing behind him, holding the belt. But nevertheless, he's got two belts now. He came out, got beat up in the first round. And then for the next two rounds, absolutely destroyed. A world-class striker in Marlon Marais. I think this week there's only one real contender sort of begrudgingly the winner of this week's Simon Safarov Award for Outstanding Achievement is the two weight champ the Olympic champ Henry Cejudo I think this is the uh, first time someone's won it for a Bath scale and on the on the positive scale right he's covered, right he's covered the whole scale yeah he's at a he's zero and he's at a ten he's smashed it this week yeah I've got I've I add it to him, Joe. I think you've picked correctly this week. I've got to agree with you, and he is an absolute sod, isn't he? Yeah, a little he's git. A bloody sod. He's a git. He's a little kid. Yeah, he's just, you just want to flick him away. <laughs> thing, isn't it? oh, it's all mud. Uh, but yeah, he's he's doing it, man. It's, it's I don't know. He just rubbed me out the wrong way. I think a lot of people feel the same. But to, you can't knock his achievements. No, uh, can't. Two, two weight world champion. He's Olympic champion. And now the Safawa, so what's he, the quadruple champ, the QC? <laughs> That's it. That is him. Fucking hell. Yeah, congratulations, Henry, mate. Your uh, your award is in the post, as always. Well done. Yeah, well done, lad. All right, then, Matthew. Other than that, like we say, we've got nothing forward to, to look forward to next week as far as fights go. So I think we will have to draw this one to a close. I think, as always, we'll finish up with a final word on the card. I thought it was brilliant. I loved every minute of it. What, what were your personal highlights? Fight of the night, I would say, was Yam Rivera uh, or Cerrone Tony. Okay. Performance of the night, um, you've got to give it to probably Aljamain Sterling, Cejudo, and I think Tony Ferguson, he, he turned up. He really did turn up, particularly in that second round, and he, he looks like he hasn't missed a beat since he's been off. So, yeah, I think they were all impressive. All round a good card, though. How about yourself, fight yeah, of the night? Good shout. Fight of the night, I think I would even throw Sterling Munoz in there for a fight yeah, of the night good. contender. I thought that I thought that was top notch. Yes, I thought Ivanov to Avassa, brilliant fight as well. Uh Jan Rivera, like you say, I don't know how you split these. I think for me I like Sterling Munoz and I think part of that might be because in as far as performance of the night goes, I think I might have to give it to Aljo because I thought he was just simply outstanding. I think the improvements he's made they're just non-stop at the moment I think one that you didn't mention Shevchenko yeah, could quite easily yeah, go in there for performance that. of the night think, yeah she's got her isn't she that's it I think can't believe I missed it ben. yeah I think maybe you look at the level of competition maybe Jessica Rye isn't quite up to a Mariah's Cowboy Yan kind of level but nevertheless that was a outstanding performance from Shevchenko oh yeah she only beat what's put in front of her innit at the course, end of the day of and uh, dispatched her with ease ultimately but Quality card all round. Um, yeah, you can't knock it. Brilliant oh, stuff. All right, so on that note, a nice uh, nice happy note to end the show. 
Uh, as I say, we are Split Decision UK. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, do check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Split Decision UK, and we're on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, so however, however you get your podcasts, you should be able to find one that is uh, preferable to you. If you do listen on, on iTunes, if you can, uh, leave a review, five stars, subscribe, whatever, that would help gr- us grow, and then that would help us grow the conversation, and we'd like to get as many of you involved as we can. As it is, I hope you enjoy all enjoy the week that is coming. Uh, as we say, we've got no fights next week, but otherwise... From everyone here, have a great week. See you next time. See you, guys. Up.